all good? You can hear me all right? I've got a big loud preacher's voice that runs in the family. My dad was a preacher, so he learned to throw his voice to the back of the room, so he told me. What a good morning we have had today. Go with the flow. And isn't it amazing how that the songs and then the little sharing that Harmony did and everything has just gone with the flow of the Spirit. You would think he knows what he's doing. He does, because part of my message is along the same lines. And um, my title this morning is, I am too blessed to be stressed. Wow, I am too blessed to be stressed. So you can say that all this week, I am too blessed to be stressed. Didn't we have an amazing word from um, Dave last week, eh? I was a little bit concerned about the Kiwi Bible, so I thought that I might have to bring my Scottish Bible along and share from the Scottish Bible this morning, but I really thought I'd be so, like, it'd be so broad, never understand what on earth I was talking about. So I'm going to use the normal version, a good version. Awesome, eh? I am too blessed to be stressed. Let's share the word this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is about your flow from my mouth, that even when I don't know what to say, you do. And I just thank you for that. Just empower me as you have empowered me already to share the word, that it will speak to the hearts of the people listening, and they will be so encouraged. This morning, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. Isaiah 45, verse 3. You would think that someone had listened to what I'd been uh, uh, thinking of speaking about. So here it is, and it should be coming up on the screen. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Wow, I want some of that. Am I off already? I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Wow, what a great verse right there. Eh? This is God speaking. That you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. When God wants to bless you, church, he will bless you from the north or the south or the east and the west. He will bless you if you have friends around you. He will bless you if you have enemies around you. When he wants to bless you, when he's got treasure, there is no stopping the move of the Spirit. Now, it says, I will give you treasures of darkness. What is darkness? Well, I was pretty rubbish in the science class, but something that the science teacher did say, because they do know a little bit sometimes, scientists tell us that darkness is not a thing. It's the absence of a thing. It's the absence of light. So in other words, it's when it's so dark, you can't see your way clear. And it can get so dark and all the problems and the challenges of life can be so overpowering on you that you cannot see your way. But someone can. And you might think the Holy Spirit has forgotten all about little poor Ruth and her little corner of New Zealand. Does he even care? And I can tell you that in the beginning, 
it says the earth was without form and void and darkness was there. But something else was there. The Holy Spirit was moving over the face of the deep. Even when you are going through a dark place, the Holy Spirit is still moving. He likes darkness because he can move and turn the light on for you. So if you're feeling it's a bit dark at the moment and you're going through a challenging time or you are about to face a challenging time, you say, God, switch the light on, please. And he will. And I'm here to tell you today that the Lord, God of the universe, does some of his best work in the darkness. Why is that? I'm going to tell you why. Where does a baby go for nine months? Mums? In the darkness of a womb. That's amazing, eh? And seeds. If you popped it on the shelf, would it grow? It needs the dirt. It will go into the darkness of the dirt, and it will actually start producing in the dirt and grow before it springs forth into the light. It needs darkness to grow. So if you're whinging about some of the problems you are going through at the moment, guess what? I've got news for you. You are growing. You are growing like harmony seed into a mighty oak tree because God's got a work and a purpose for you to do. And he did something else in the beginning. He made somebody called Adam. Now, my husband is only half the man without his wife. Happy wife, happy life. Remember that. Always, always, ever. Eh? Yes, and every woman in the house said, Amen, sister, preach it. Yes, you're right. So, guess what God did to Adam? He put him to sleep. And in the darkness of his sleep, he pulled out of Adam what he didn't know was inside of him. And you guys do not know, really, can you believe what is inside of you? I am going to tell you, you have got a treasure inside of you that is so amazing. It is called the Holy Spirit. Isn't it so good? And this is what 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says. It says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. Wow. Where's my hat? But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars. We're like clay because we get spots and we kind of get wrinkles and sag, you know, tummy comes out. We get old. We're like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. What is this treasure? This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We have a power within us that you guys need to use. So I'm going to tell you, turn your power on because it is there. It's like switching a light on. It's that easy. Children can do it. In fact, God said, come as a little child. Sometimes children get it a lot quicker than we do, don't they? God has paid your power bill. Did you know that? You worried about your paying your power bill this morning? God has paid your power bill. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. And he died and he rose again. And before he went back to heaven, he says, I've got some good news for you. I'm going to pay you power bill for the rest of your life. 
because it says that the Holy Spirit is with us until we, the going gets tough. No, he's with us forever. You have a power living inside of you that you can use. It is so good. And there is no limit. The Word tells us there is the Holy Spirit, there is no measure. In other words, there's no limit to the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say, oh, you've asked too much today, Ruth. And this year, you've just gone way over your quota. I've had enough. I'm out of here. No. He just keeps giving and giving and giving. And so guess what I do? I keep asking and asking and asking because there's no limit or measure. That's my kind of thing. I love that, eh? Too right. I like bargains. I love it. So it says, whatever things you desire... This is the word, not me saying this. It says, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you will receive and you shall, maybe have it, you shall have it. That is Mark 11. Well, I like to have it, so I'm asking and I'm believing. And the trouble is, people have lost their desire. You think the Holy Spirit never had you the first time? You've been asking for quite a while now, and you have given up on your dreams. Well, here at Excite Church, I am here to tell you, you start dreaming again. Get those desires back again. What about family members who haven't come to the Lord yet? Well, you start believing for them, and you start asking for them. Get that power working on inside, and you are pulling from heaven to earth. You don't pull from here up to heaven. God is probably like, oh, I just wish they'd get it. I just wish they'd get it. We're pulling from heaven to earth. Do you know people who are constantly going on about their weaknesses live weak lives? Have a think about that. You made some mistakes this week? Well, guess what? You can ask God to forgive and move on. Repentance is a doorway, not a living room. You don't get your sofa out and you sit on your sofa and go, oh, I've done it again. I'm sorry, Lord. And I pack up on my lazy boy and feel sad. Not in this church. Repentance is a doorway, not a living room. You keep moving. Doorways are for walking through to all the goodness of God that he has for us. Hasn't he? He's a good God. Two right ears. I'm going to preach it because I tell you what, I want to see you free here this morning, free in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, number one, should be coming up. I am too blessed to be stressed, yes. Number one, what does the job of the Holy Spirit do? I'm just going to give you two things because I don't want my time to run out. The Spirit reveals. So here is the verse in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 6. This is what it tells us. However, as it is written... No eye has seen. Here's some more treasure coming. No ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. When you die and go to heaven, well, maybe not. It says, but God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. You can have it now, guys and girls, lasses and laddies. You can have it now, loonies and quinies. That's just Scottish for male and female. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Oh, even in the darkness, he is searching the deep things of God to turn the light bulb on for you. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. 
What has God freely given us? Eternal life, power, amazing. He has freely given us purpose. The Holy Spirit is here to show us what our purpose is. He's the revealer. He he is omniscient. I know I did swallow a dictionary this morning. That word means all-knowing. Get a load of that. When you make decisions, you make decisions on the past and the present. But the Holy Spirit makes decisions on the past, the present, and the future. So if you want some wisdom, you go to God and you say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what I need to know. I want to make wise decisions. Get a load of the Holy Spirit's wisdom. Are you going to accept His wisdom or your own? Because your life is a direct reflection of whose voice you are listening to. Whose voice are you listening to? Who do you spend time with? Who speaks into your life? Who do you give your ear to? Because who you give your ear to, when you, when you go to them in trouble, they influence you. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what is good for you. Just like the Holy Spirit knew what was good for Paul and he had to bring me from Scotland. You know, he knows what is good for us. Whoever has your ear, they influence you. And you know that because now I've been here 27 years and I go, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, nah. You know, and I go home and you go, what is that? But when I take Paul over to my country, we go for four or five weeks, he starts to say, I and och, I. He doesn't go, he says, och, och. He gets there, see? Because he's influenced by the people around him. I'm influenced by the people around me. Be wise about who you give your ear to. So good. Give your ear to the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he's telling us. So good. A few years ago, about eight years ago, actually, I got a phone call, and it was an absolute devastating phone call for me. My sister was on the phone crying, and she told me that my brother-in-law had dropped dead outside a shop as he was boarding a train ready to go to a uh, home after work. I was so devastated that I had all these voices coming to me because people were saying, you should go. Others said, no, you shouldn't. Oh, just stay back. You should go. And I was like, I don't know. And, and in the m- moment of grief, I just remember saying, Holy Spirit, I just can't think you have to tell me what I need to do. And then, a few minutes later, and she's here today so she'll know who it is, a few minutes later, the phone rang. And it was a direct, heavenly, right from heaven phone call. And the woman on the phone said, you know, I've just felt God needed uh, to tell you something that you have to go back to Scotland, or to England it was, where the funeral was. And I went, thank you, Lord. That's my answer. So straight away after that, Paul phoned up the travel agents. And he said, what's the first flight that Ruth can get? my wife can get out of Kerry Kerry? And Camel actually came with me. They said, 15 minutes. I packed in five, even Camel. I was so impressed. First time she's ever fast packed. Five minutes. Packed, 
five minutes. We live five minutes from the airport. We got there and we got that flight. And I tell you what, it was just amazing. When you hear from God and someone else also hears from God, but it's because I asked the Holy Spirit and he gave the answer. God is so good. God is so good. All that Jesus says, God meant for you to be. All that Jesus has, he meant for you to have. He has treasures in darkness, and he wants you to remember, turn the light on. So here's the last point, and the second point, the Spirit encourages or helps. This is what the Word says in John 14, verse uh, uh, 16 it is. So it's John 14, verse 16. It says, And I, this is Jesus speaking, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. So the Holy Spirit is your helper, he's your counselor, he's your encourager. Everyone needs encouragement, don't they? He is your helper, counselor, he's your encourager. Now, I mentioned this a wee while ago, that the Greek army did this. They used to fight when they went into war in fours. They all had each other's back, which is what the paraclete word means in the Greek for this Holy Spirit here. Someone who comes alongside, someone who helps you, someone who comes alongside to support you in your journey with life. And so the Roman army, so I read somewhere, that when the Roman army were going and marching into battle, they had this man who would run up and down the Roman army, and he'd say, you're amazing, you're victorious, you're going to win this battle, rah, rah. and he went, and he so encouraged the Roman army that they became such a superpower of the day, until they met the Scots, of course, they couldn't get into Scotland, but never mind. So you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He gets alongside and he encourages. Now, Chloe used to play netball. And I, would go, I went to watch her for the first time when she played netball. And I think netball is in three or four quarters. I forget. So anyway, the first quarter, I'm like, Go, Chloe! You are so good! Shoot the goal! Ta not tackle, it's rugby. It? Whatever it was, go for it! You know, and, and I would just yell and be loud and ah, you know and cheer her on she comes after the first quarter was finished she comes up to me mom you are so embarrassing no other mother is doing that can you just please not do that and I went okay zip so the second quarter I sat in my town I didn't do anything never said anything I kept as quiet as a church mouse she comes up second quarter finished Mom, I need you to start again what you were doing. I play so much better when you yell and you cheer me on. And I went, you better believe it, girl. Go for it, Chloe. Go, go. And she did. She won the game because I was cheering her on from the sideline. You see? And I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is your best cheerleader. You know we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. He is the helper he is the encourager. He's got great blessing, the treasure of the Holy Spirit. We are so, so blessed. How can you be stressed? Trust the Holy Spirit to work in the darkness, 
to turn the light switch on for you.